0: This boy and girl are going to be well-equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society.
1: Hello, hi, y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity all done in person and all trailblazers in the breaking of all things normal. Okay, what you're about to hear is definitely extremely breaking normal in so many ways. I went live on Facebook. I invited the rest of the Energy Collective. (laughs) Um... Justin, Matt, and Steven to give me commentary. I listened to the commentary and I commented on the commentary to conclude this super cool creative constraint of a breaking normal podcast. Hold on to your horses—I mean your unicorns. Enjoy. Aloha, y'all. I'm doing something very new. I'm following a feeling, which is definitely not new in the sense that that has been a pat- that has been a pattern in my life to follow a feeling, especially when it seems to radiate from my heart. And I have a hard time distinguishing if it's scaring me, or if it's exciting me. So what I've done is turn on my Facebook Live for this moment, because as I mentioned to the audience here, that a happiness shared is a happiness doubled. And actually a sorrow shared is a sorrow halved. That's an idea to consider. Also an idea to consider is what's more powerful than an idea. So I'm following that feeling, surfing that wave, and celebrating the podcast that came out today I the, around 3.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because right now we have an intention set to um, release a new Energy Collective podcast every Friday at 3.33 3, 3. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And even though I'm not there in Colorado and my creative constraint is to do them all on headsets in person, I'm pondering the idea out loud that potentially what I can do is talk about a um, taboo topic, a Breaking Normal podcast style um, that's super relevant to the current the current population and what's going on with it. From talking about vaccines, to masks, to mandates, to elections. I have a whiteboard up here and I made some bullet points just like we do when we've done the uh, Energy Collective podcast recordings at the Magic Mountain House in Colorado. So maybe what we can do is, Justin, Steven, and Matt can see this recording it's also live on Facebook, happening simultaneously. And they can uh, comment on this together. They can create their own commentary live in person with mics because my one of my main aims with the Breaking World podcast is the top-notch quality audio. So I use these headsets. And um, funny enough, one of my best podcasts with Naveen Jain, the second time I interviewed him, that probably arguably had the worst audio because I did not have my headsets. And, A camera crew that was going to come with me had to cancel because COVID concerns. And um, the audio is pretty rough in that one because it was recorded in an echoey office um, on an iPhone, but it's arguably maybe the most important information to consider, uh, the power of poop. The idea that the most expensive antibiotics on the marketplace might not be worth shit. And and I say that uh, because there's this, idea going around about fecal transplants and Naveen even talks about in that interview how they did a study on even alcoholics where they transferred the poop of a non-alcoholic into an alcoholic's body through a fecal transplant which i think takes place up what you think up the buha up the yuha and these people were no longer craving alcohol <laughs> and he's making implications this could carry all the way to like alzheimers so he has a really cool company. Actually, he created an affiliate link uh, for a biome. Like, you can test your mitochondria, you can test your poop, and then they like procure a to eat list and a to not eat list. And they give you even your own individual supplements and can tell you your like biological age. Um, I think so. If you go to slash breaking normal, I actually have a kit here and I was going to use it for myself. However, I might gift it to someone that I think would benefit even more at this time and keep it anonymous and maybe go over their results. And so if other people want to get involved with that, and I think that's also really cool combined with the combination of the project I'm doing with Tribe Vitamins, which is, I believe, stewarding the supplement before supplements. What indigenous people that were not reliant upon culture but were interdependent upon the land they lived upon in a very permaculture type of lifestyle, including like riding on horseback and shooting bison through the heart with arrows and then probably using the liver and heart as medicine for their tribe. Um, I find it very interesting that I reconnected with Naveen with this probably out of this world testing. I say out of this world because he also has a company that's aiming to mine minerals from the moon. Um, He is a thinker beyond, no ceilings, no ceilings with Naveen's Uh, limit of thought and that's what i believe is the case for all of us involved in this podcast including you justin steven and uh, matt and i said that right at four minutes and 44 seconds on the recording wow look at that okay so daniel is touching on a very interesting
2: topic which is fecal matter transplants which people have probably not heard much about this and uh full transparency we recorded a whole clip about fecal matter transplants and probiotics and it got erased and did not record so uh take two take two yeah and now matt and steven you guys know a ton about fecal matter transplants huh?
3: yes i knew more. almost nothing and now you've educated us uh, quite a bit so i'm uh, excited to talk about this this is this is definitely one of the lighter topics surprisingly <laughs> like we had a lot of laughs in this and it's already here so i'm i'm excited to dive into this one more
2: yeah i'm glad we did this again how, how are you feeling about your poop knowledge now bro <laughs> uh,
0: i definitely know a lot more Yeah,
2: i definitely know a
0: lot more you seem to be
2: knowledgeable in the poop i, I know a lot about <laughs> you poop. Do. I know a shitload about poop, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what Daniel's talking about is super interesting. Fecal matter transplants um, are approved by the FDA for one thing only, and that is a, a condition called C. difficile, which is a, a infection in the intestines, basically, that can be extremely life-threatening. So fecal matter transplants are exactly what it sounds like. You're taking someone else's fecal matter and injecting it into your colon via enema. So, you know, some people are familiar with coffee enemas or things like this. But because it's it's so closely regulated here in the states, doctors can't prescribe it. So people will go to Europe for this. They'll go to Costa Rica. They'll travel around to different places where they can get the procedure done. But then the uh, the warriors among us will just decide who their donor is going to be, and they literally just blend up fecal matter with water, or like some kind of you know saline solution or whatever in a in a blender, and they will do this themselves in their bathtubs. It's it's quite gnarly. Um, but yeah. So so what Daniel was touching on at first is uh, he had said. He, he used the word antibiotics, but he meant to say probiotics, is that these very expensive probiotics are really just a waste of money. And he had the founder of Viome on his podcast. And I'm familiar with Viome, I've run a Viome test myself, so I've done that whole shebang. And um, what he's talking about is survivability of probiotics. So a lot of people get obsessed with these really expensive probiotics that are refrigerated. They're like, it's in the refrigerated section, and somehow that makes them think it's really good. But what it means is the survivability sucks. So if these bacteria can't survive without being refrigerated, they're certainly not going to survive in your digestive system. They're not gonna make it to the intestines. Yeah, so I mean, people are just spending probably billions of dollars on probiotics that just don't do anything. Um, I had Tina Anderson, she's the founder of Just Thrive Probiotics on my podcast and she explained that they run comprehensive study, like study after study on the survivability of their probiotics and they don't require refrigeration. They're spore forming, which means they colonize in the gut. And they've tested their particular strains and they make it all the way to the small intestine alive intact so if you're going to buy probiotics you want to make sure you're doing something like that i think seed is another good probiotic just thrive is great um but yeah so the story that i told you guys before was daniel's talking about alcoholics and fecal matter transplants mm. and there was a story that i'm quite familiar with there was a mom and a daughter and the mom had c difficile And they tested the daughter for health and wellness by conventional mainstream medical standards, which basically means does the person have a disease? No? Okay, they're healthy. They don't don't look for guys like us. They're not like, what's your comprehensive metabolic panel look like? Like, you should know those things going in, but conventional medicine does a piss poor job of that. So they took this daughter's fecal matter transplant and they transplanted it into the mother, and it cured the C. difficile. But they didn't think about the fact that the mother was lean and thin, and the daughter was obese. So I believe it was the first 90 days after this transfer, the mother, unexplainably, without changing her diet, gained about 50 pounds of body fat. Wow! So she got pretty fat pretty quickly. And they they did this in uh, and they've tested this extensively in lab mice, where they can make an obese mouse thin, they can make a thin mouse obese. Just by doing these fecal matter transplants, wow. so most of the studies have been done in mice.
0: Well, moral of the story is: be careful of your poop donor. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. Careful, yes. Yes. Donor. Yeah, like, who
3: should you look for? Like, hey, I want to see your whole um, uh, like profile, your, all your lab tests. I want to. I want you to be fitter than me. When you take your shirt off, I want you to be like ripped.
2: Yeah, I really think it could be like the future of medicine, like for real, because it's like, yeah, like Daniel talked about this on one of our earlier podcasts, where Paul Check says. You know, every time a doctor gives me nutrition advice, I go, "Hey, take your shirt off. Like, you got to look better than I do, right?" Mm-hmm. I wonder, based on these mice studies and everything, could you just take like a, you know, like some so like take the rock? Could you take his fecal matter and just get shredded in like yeah. six months? You know what rock I mean? Rock would be a good one to have. Yeah, so dude, be a
0: good one to have. This food would be worth. I try it.
2: Or I just wonder, like, how how much steroids get transferred in his fecal matter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, true. How many steroids are you ingesting? <laughs> <laughs> But it, it would be really cool to see this in the future. Um, you mentioned this the first time we talked about it, like people doing plasma donations or even like guys like Peter Thiel, like the super longevity biohacker guys are like literally injecting young people's blood. Yes, You know, it's kind of like vampire-ish, but would there be a market for this sometime in the future where you could take someone with like you know six pack abs and take, pull 14 vials of blood from them and do a full comprehensive metabolic panel. And yeah, then
3: 20 at the top of their health. Yeah. Absolutely. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, right.
2: You know, it might be I'm a interested idea for the house.
0: We're all healthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, maybe a good business to start. We, we, we'll bro, our, we
2: got like five food. bathrooms in this house. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then Stephen was saying we can just freeze dry it.
3: Yeah, yeah, true. We got all these <laughs> freeze dryers. It's fun. We've just been freeze drying soup and and liver and microgreens. We we got. You're gonna
2: freeze dry cherry pie too.
3: Yeah, we're gonna freeze dry cherry pie today as yeah. well. Will it freeze dry? I think it will. <laughs>
0: I think it, it will. will too. Will poop freeze we'll dry? To do that. Will, I think it will. will. Will your poop freeze dry? Yeah, because yeah. that's step up? that's
3: already a a product you shared.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's a medical grade thing that they do, but they will freeze dry fecal matter and put it in capsules, and some people will ingest it. But now that I think about it. Well, I guess enemas are quite unpleasant. I've done a coffee enema before and it's not fun. I mean, I guess I felt good afterwards, but I don't enjoy the process of it. Um, but what I'm thinking is like, instead of freeze drying and taking capsules where you have to deal with the digestive system, you could make like a, like how you do these ready to eat freeze dried males. Mm-hmm. You do like a ready to eat poop brick. And you just put it in like a in a blender and rehydrate it, and yeah. then do an enema. So you could just ship fecal matter my around God. the world, freeze dry it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> That's a
3: good idea. this is amazing. Oh That's my great. gosh, <laughs>
2: this is our new business, bro. Why would you
3: it, re- even have to rehydrate it though? What if it was just in like the shape of uh, like a, a pill, and you just put it right put it right up in,
2: inside yourself? Yeah, that like a suppository. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: suppository. Has to be suppository
0: yeah. Start, right. You can't take it by mouth.
2: Yeah. I well that's more to, effective. You, it's the same thing as the probiotics. Yeah. It's like your stomach acid is gonna kill some degree of those bacteria. Sure, yeah. You know? A suppository is a great idea. Guys, we have a freeze dried business.
3: suppository poop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm gonna have to put some microgreens in there, but I'm I'm in. Yeah, you can have little microgreens. <laughs> a freeze <laughs> dried product.
0: Freeze-dried suppository poop poop with microgreens. Oh,
3: wow. This is the greatest wow. thing. Ever. I could see that that's beyond yeah, microgreens it's a, right a, there. A that's line well extension beyond. for beyond microgreens. Yeah. Use code free ship.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we just call his the Viome guy. Have Daniel call the Viome guy yeah. and be yeah. like, "Dude, just test, test a ton of people and the healthiest people. Will be like, would you like to donate your fecal matter transfer? Yeah, right. We'll
3: freeze dry it all day
2: to be a freeze dried poop suppository.
3: Wow, something to watch for.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Twelve months from now, we're all going to be billionaires from selling poop, and you're going to be feeling great. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think? On to the rest of the podcast.
1: Yes, <laughs> let's, let's still, shut let's this down. On. Yeah. Okay. So this is all very exciting to me. I am celebrating. I'm feeling like uh, a, the really the hero's journey epitomized with being back at home and having a very breaking normal entry. In the sense, it wasn't easy. Like the very to get here and how I got here and the day that I got here was one of the hardest days in my life for me and my family. And then the next day was my brother's wedding and it was since then it's arguably been blissful and i think that's because we confronted any situation any issues any issues that could disconnect us the very first day and that happened organically because i think logistics made it very easy to get very mad um, about anything uh, maybe present or that happened in the past so we got to confront everything right off the bat get the group think out of the way and drop into a level of a heart sync where i've been blissfully thriving out here in Georgia again. So much so that this, oh my goodness, I don't even know where to begin so on that. So I'm just going to save that maybe for my afterward of Breaking Normal, which I recorded last night with my not-so-ghost writer, Samuel Hoover Poppy. We had a mind-bending session and it was one thing I will note was that, and we'll see if this makes it into the afterward, Sam was wanting to me to figure out like why do I feel like the bison are calling me? Because I told him, like the bison are calling me and they want to roam free. And I, one of the stories I told him was about my understanding that if a wolf pack, for instance, would see a bison, they were taking down a bison, they were on a hunt for a bison, that when they take it down, the alpha would eat the liver and or heart first. And then as I'm telling him the story, a, what sounded like me to me, I'm pretty certain, a pack of coyotes was taking down an animal. It was right around sunset. And so, about 25 hours ago. And I'm talking about the most vicious, loud, crazy howls I may have ever heard within like a mile of me, probably, screaming on the top of their lungs, doing something that sounded like fighting together, fighting together. And then it went into, like, about 45 seconds of that, it went into complete silence. And I am pretty certain a pack of coyotes (laughs) took down. What I'm imagining was either a calf, a baby calf from a farm, and or maybe a deer, um, as I was telling Sam the story about wolf packs taking down bison. And then it went into complete silence. And I was thinking, I guess, the alpha of this pack is maybe eating the liver and the heart right now. And that, that's one of the synchronicities I want to mention for this transmission. I'm seeing on Facebook, um, Monique says I have no sound and Jesse Elder, perfect appearance, because right now I'm really doing a solo podcast. It's the 104th Breaking Normal podcast. And it's the fourth um, episode of the Energy Collective in a very breaking normal way. If someone else can let me know if they're actually hearing me because um, I have some person saying they can't hear me on Facebook. But I want to celebrate Jesse Elder right now because I have definitely been surfing synchronicities and waves way beyond time and space. And if you don't know, Jesse is one of my favorite breaking normal podcast guests of all time and is known as the time piercer. And we went, we surfed and dove into some deep waters and big waves. And I have had such synchronicities with him, including running into you, Jesse, at that, that moment in near Malibu, wasn't it? Somewhere in like Beverly Hills, maybe Abbott Kenny. Holy moly. So definitely check out that episode. Check that episode out with Jesse for sure. So worth it. Um, I think I've heard some people say that, and I, I, I think I remember myself and others thinking it was maybe one of the best. And it still is, because it's still out there, because we were brave enough to press record and ship, ship. Um, I recently heard that terminology from Seth Godin in the book, Lynchpin, and talking about this resistance and this fear of when one's working on an artistic project, such as a book, the temptation to the temptation to slow down too much at the very end to slip into a state of analysis paralysis and actually rationally use rational lies on why to never actually put out put their art out there and most people would upfront consciously think that might be a fear of failure, however, I, what I heard Seth making the argument is that it's actually a fear of success. And I can use the Tribe vitamins what I'm doing currently, as a perfect example. Um, I did the Kickstarter, for instance, and we're about 11 minutes into this recording, and I gave myself like 45 days I think to or whatever it was it just I put the end at November 11th at 11:11 11, 11 a.m. to raise $15,000. That's what felt right. That's what like scared me and excited me at the same time. <laughs> and my heart wanted to go there. And yeah, I may have I could pretend I have a fear of failure. But really, what if I hit and when I hit that goal, that's going to create a whole new set of potential problems if I was going to get caught up in my ego. Like, oh my gosh, now I ha- now we've been funded 111% at 11:11 a.m. on November 11th. 11 people are watching this when I was talking about this, now 12. <laughs> and now we hit it. So now I get to give all these customers what I am claiming to be the best supplement on earth. Whoa, that can, wow, now I'm set up for an all new kinds of uh, opportunities to experience the fear of failure. No, 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 it's not. It's a fear of success. It's a fear of our greatness. It's a fear of finding out who we are. It's a fear of maybe potentially realizing that enlightenment is the easiest thing in the world, and that's why it's so hard, and that's why we live in this dichotomy of a human being on potential heaven or on earth or maybe a hell or what's the difference between heaven and hell is it the distance between our ears or is it something much bigger or is it both i don't know but on the uh subjective alliterations i'm going to continue this top that what i have on the whiteboard here we here and talk about that uh biden that biden blender blunder I don't watch the news much, but my my dad was watching it yesterday and he wanted to show me this thing. And um, I, th- I don't remember the exact phraseology. <laughs> Let me take a sip of this. I don't remember the exact phraseology, but what it sounded like is something along the lines of Biden saying that he uh, we have put together the most extensive and effective voting fraud campaign ever known to history. And this is just crazy. Like, but you can guess how anyone anti-Biden is probably using the crap out of that video. And maybe y'all have all heard about it in this old, old news, but it was very strange. It was very strange because <laughs> I, uh, I I believe most of the communication takes place non-verbally and I was just, I, I couldn't even hear it that well. <laughs> but I, I watched him and he seemed very genuine with what he was saying. And maybe it's because he's in such a state of trying to regurgitate the speech that was written by the whole team, by all the actual puppet masters. And he just was so in the zone, <laughs> like, trying to remember that. But something was very odd about it. And I'd be curious. I don't know if y'all on Facebook saw that. Y'all had, Can anyone, like, I almost, like, want to pull up a link. I do have my computer here. But it was ridiculous. he It sounded like he said something along the lines of they've created the, the biggest voting fraud campaign of all time successfully. I'm like, what? And I think most people would assume that... Um, Oh, he didn't mean that. <laughs> All right. So uh, Daniel is now talking about the potential for
2: voter fraud, which leads to a much bigger conversation, in my opinion, about just media in general. So for anybody listening to this, we uh, heard Daniel talk about this. And then me, Stephen and Matt went and watched this video, which is a bit problematic because as we saw, it's a 24 second clip pulled from a longer speech of Biden. And this kind of thing happens all the time in our clickbait social media um, world, where people are literally just trying to get clicks and trying to push agendas. Um, To me, it was pretty clear that Biden was saying they put together an extensive voter fraud. He did say we put together the most extensive voter fraud organization clearly saying we've put together an organization to try to prevent voter fraud. And I'm not particularly a fan of Biden. I'm not particularly a fan of, of Trump either. I don't really care. I consider myself a very capitalist libertarian. Um, but yeah, this, this stuff is just maddening to me. I don't know how people still continue to fall for this stuff, honestly. So what do you guys think?
0: I completely agree. I think the news and articles basically are just taking these snippets of what someone says, mm-hmm. and then the other side's twisting them constantly to make it look like the person saying something ridiculous when when you look at the whole thing that wasn't the context whatsoever but it's all driven off of fear off of um ways to get clicks um, to push different agendas and that's one of the reasons why i don't particularly watch any of the news <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just kind of get my news from specific places on the internet and people that i'm meeting and that i know and that i trust yeah um, because it, it's hard you know to look at the you know headlines and really get any sense of what's going on, Mm. like, yeah, you nailed it. That was all to
3: create a headline. And I think very infrequently, do people really dig in to then like actually watch that clip and pull it apart and and, uh, where's this all coming from? So when we dig into it, it was very clear that that was just a a twisted uh, clip.
2: Yeah, it depends too, right? So let's say someone were to listen to Daniel's, uh, let's say we put out Daniel's message of this as a podcast and we didn't do any kind of reaction. Uh, I would bet good money that anyone who is a giant Trump fan would have heard that and said, see? And then let's say they're they're driving on their way to lunch with a friend. They're going to sit down at that table with their friend. They're going to say, did you hear that Joe Biden said they've created the most extensive voter fraud organization? And this stuff, yeah. and this And this stuff is just going to, it's going to spread. It spreads like wildfire. Whereas anyone listening to that same clip of Daniel on the left would likely be like, this Daniel's a scumbag Trump supporter. Like and just get very <laughs> yeah. mad. You know, it's just the pendulum swing on both sides is ridiculous. And I don't know what the answer is. Besides, uh, the way that I've always lived my life is I'm just like I said this once in a podcast and got me in a lot of trouble. People did not like it. Um, but I I spoke the words and I actually still stand by it. So people are mad at me. Whatever. I said uh, if your life is significantly impacted and significantly changed in like irreparable ways based on who the president of the United States is you're doing it wrong
0: mm-hmm.
2: you need to reconsider how your life is built it's like i try to teach people how to be recession proof as well it shouldn't be this game i mean people literally think that the human being who gets into office their life is just completely over if the government has that big of a role in your life you're in big trouble because they mm-hmm. don't have your best interest at heart ever that's my opinion either on it yeah I agree. <laughs> I agree either side either side <laughs> Yeah, I think another
3: thing that we can do is when information comes out like this, we can be part of that stop gap of okay, asking the person if they have the the source on that. If they don't, okay, let's look at the source. And then instead of just freely pushing on the story, we're here to to, to stop, fact check it, and
2: then okay, this story is not a story. Let's let's kill it here. Yeah, exactly. And it's this stuff, is it's, it's tail as old as time, right? It's how the food pyramid spread. It's how healthy whole grains became healthy, which is the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard. Right? It's, it's these kinds of things that just get spread without question. Like I could look at both of you and say right now, um, did you know that humans only use X percent of their brain? What's the first number that comes to mind? 10. Exactly, yeah. Everybody says this. Everybody says humans only use 10% of their brain. It's in movies, the Limitless movie and all this stuff. It's complete horseshit. It's not true. We use 100% of our brains all the time. This is why if you have a stroke or something and some section of your brain stops working, your body shuts down. Like it's these crazy things. Like there's healthy whole grains. There's we only use 10% of our brains. We could literally, you'd be talking about women. You could say, did you know that blank women have more fun? And everyone's going to go blonde. You know what I mean? It's just like these little things that are stuck in your head and you don't know where they came from. So it's just critically important to do what Stephen's saying here and just try to question these things that we hear and ask people, where did you get that from? where did this come from?
0: Yeah, what was the motives for the people that put it out? Yeah. You know, are they specifically trying to push one side or one agenda um, and, and really trying to find non-biased information on, on as much as you can when you're looking at it uh, to get the best view of things?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. And it's important to remember that all media companies are for-profit organizations. This is how they do things. Not to mention that literally one of the owners of one of the biggest cable news channels out right now owns contracts on creating military equipment. Like when there is war, they make money and they own a news station. You're like, oh, there's no Mm -hmm. conflict of interest there. If you make everyone think the sky is falling, then they become super pro-war and vote in administrations that are super pro-war and, you know drastically involved in foreign affairs and all these things, it's just, it's really nefarious. I mean, if there's any any piece of advice I can give anyone listening to this, it's literally stop controlling, I mean, stop consuming the news altogether. I mean, period. It's like, yeah, you could go try to find unbiased sources, but like, you'll stay informed. If something crazy is going on, you're gonna hear about it. It's very difficult to avoid. Um, And I actually, fundamentally, what we're seeing with this voter fraud stuff, I actually do think voter fraud existed extensively in this. Mm -hmm. And I think it has existed in all elections. Yeah, there's there's a zero percent chance that all of our elections for the last fifty years were decided by like one to two percent. This yeah. is just the odds of that are literally zero. It just doesn't make sense from a mathematical perspective. Mm. Like at some point, somebody won by more than a two percent margin of victory. It's mm. like it's like we're watching a movie play out that's just carefully controlled to get people to think that they one. Every vote counts, and all this stuff that we hear. Anyway, I'm rambling, you guys. So no, step in. <laughs> you're good,
0: you're good, No, I would just encourage people at home to instead of focusing on the news, focusing on what you're. Trying to Um, and and taking the actions to do that. Um, I feel like, you know, there's a one thing about being aware, which is, like you said, if something major happens, it's going to happen. But it's one thing that you turn your focus and attention towards something that's what you'll continuously see, It's what your life becomes, and you kind of feed that energy, as well, instead of what are you wanting to create and feeding that energy of, like, what are the things that I'm doing and my actions I'm taking every day to be who I want to be. I feel like the news is just a huge, Drag the other way, trying to pull you into what they want in their agenda. So I would just encourage people um, basically to set your goals on something and and work towards actions towards that. And like I said, if there's something major going wrong, I definitely think we'll all be aware. It'll be all over.
2: Absolutely. How you feeling, dude?
3: I feel good. I don't consume the news, and yet I feel very informed. And um, the news puts me into a bit of a like a dark place Mm. and i think that's that's their intention and it's like a mind control it feels like over over me Uh, and now i've been so separated from it when i see it i'm like oh that's gross and um yeah just surround yourself with good people and those good people will help filter good information to you and um send you into a help help you focus on what you're trying to create not what's uh,
2: what's holding you back Absolutely. Yeah. And remember, like back to what Matt said is like, who's the person that you want to be? Because if we look at energy challenges and the things that we've done, the government plays no role in whether or not cold plunges are good for you. The (laughs) the government plays no role in whether gratitude journaling is powerful. The government plays no role in your mindfulness or your fitness or your nutrition, any of these things, whether you want to start a business. Sure, there's legal aspects to starting a business, but the government had very little say in whether or not I started Clovis. You know, it's just these things, just work towards the people that you, the person that you want to be. And, um, I think the less you allow government to control your life, the
1: better off you're going to be. So no more negative news. Hmm. All right. Anyways, that was, I I was uh, happy. I watched the news that day. That was funny. I think that was yesterday. (laughs) Thanksgiving. Today's Black Friday. Oh, okay. In celebration of Black Friday. I, uh, first of all, the celebration of Black Friday is that there may be more bottles left on the first pre-order of the Tribe vitamins and I have pretty much everything done. It sounds like the label may not be sent to the manufacturer until December 4th, but if that's the case, I aim to ship them right away. But we may have, like, I don't know how many more bottles. I think uh, we are, actually, when I did the numbers, all the stuff that we have powdered, all the bison liver and the bison heart added up to 222.2222 bottles. I was born at 2.22 22 a.m. And it's also funny, that's like double 11, 11 in a way, like <laughs> numerology-wise. And how I, that, that feels like a good omen. Like, wow, put this much energy, double. Put this, double. So I, I believe I'm on an exponential path, path with the bison, and that is my dream. That is my dream. The bison, when they roam free and they're calling me, the bison were at one point, um, like, Up to 40 million. Now they're, they then they got down to like 400 potentially. This is all arguable, but and now they're about 400,000. And I think if we can create an economic tie to the bison, um, the most powerful part of the bison um, from only 100% grass finished bison, because apparently 90 plus percent of those 400,000 bison are finished on grain, like taking the feedlots. That doesn't work for bison. That isn't, you, I can really go into the topic of maybe, since yesterday was Thanksgiving, about the, like the vultures of culture. Who's heard that song from NACO and Medicine for the People? Um, but yeah, I would say, like I mentioned earlier, what's more powerful than an idea? Let's just think about the Europeans coming to these lands and seeing these people that could hunt bison like on horse and back with bow and arrow and eat raw organs and just this, like this, like, oh my, like this warrior. Why would they ever want to try to combat that warrior with a fight? Uh, so I I do think that there was some sort of ideas passed along that maybe if they could isolate the bison herds, that they could isolate the indigenous people. And um, it's pretty disturbing to in a lot of ways to really dive into that history and it's very dynamic it's very dynamic and long story short they some people thought the bison were extinct this could be myth but i i've heard that some scientists and such were and, and myth by the way everything's myth. I just want to say everything's a myth um that they were collecting the bones because they think they thought they were gone they thought they they were extinct and anywho, there's are these pioneers that are breaking normal and repopulating the bison population in a very special way, um, but very few. Ninety, like I said, ninety plus percent are still kind of reliant upon the vultures of cultures and their ideas, and they want to give them those sexy steaks and finish them on subsidized by the government grain, and take them to a, you know, line them up into a slaughterhouse like their cows, that doesn't work for bison, That doesn't work for the wild indigenous animal of this land as of nearly as well as it works for a cow, like a domesticated foreign mm, meat machine, like easy to kill, easy to control animal. And I sometimes I get really concerned when I look at schools and how much they seem to mimic factory farms. And long story short, I feel the bison are calling me and there are people that are letting bison roam free and they're already being killed uh, for their meats and I am basically partnering with them to get all the grass-finished bison liver I can to get these tribe vitamins to y'all so you can microdose on like the food of the gods. For instance, or what maybe many people think is the food of the gods. Um, Some indigenous tribes allegedly wouldn't even touch the liver with their hands because they thought it was so sacred. There's stories that they some, I think a tribe that Weston A. Price studied believed like the power of uh, a man's soul is in its liver, and that the power, like that power will be determined by how many different animal livers he eats, um, he or she eats. I mean, it gets crazy. Um, and long story short, I remember um, one of my favorite quotes about God was from like Paul Check saying something that Laird Hamilton said to him, which I've met both and loved both and interviewed both. Actually, they're both very breaking normal. Um, that like, what is God? God is the truth. What is the truth that it works? And this, these, by this bison liver seems to work in almost adaptogenic ways. Very, I'm like very intrigued. So I'm so excited. And that maybe I could be a warrior, like, oh, my gosh, what if everyone doesn't get the same results, everyone, all the few people that I've given it to, but for those 222 bottles to go out. And uh, if you want to, my Black Friday special is, if you want to get in the order, just message me, and we'll include you in that order if there are bottles left. Um, I, I'm not in a position, like, I'm not creating a supplement where we will give, like, 70% discounts, especially in the beginning. This is, like, most people think this won't work. Let's put it that way. As a scalable business, and this is beyond a scalable business for me. This is a a feeling that's calling me, and I'm following it, and I'm freaking stoked, and I'm I feel like if I, I was actually doing pull-ups with my brother today on his tree-made bar, which I broke, but I'm lighter for him than I'm lighter from him than the uh, for the first time in my life, and that's interesting to me, uh, and I might be stronger than ever as well. And it's interesting how like. I've been taking these tri-vitamins for about a, a month or so now, and they are I'm so excited for y'all to take them. So that's my Black Friday special for the tri-vitamins. And then I put the Breaking Normal course, the Emotional Resilience Training course for free on my website. So download it today, like enroll today. Um, it's epic. I do, I do share my breathing set, which Justin, um, I don't think, you know, Justin did join me for the full thing one time at Eben G. Fine Park. Steven definitely joined with me on the deck of the Magic Mountain House, and Matt's done it the most with me out of those three, out of the energy collective four. So maybe y'all can say something about what you think, because um, for me it's skyrockets synchronicities. Um, It allows me to control the weather better internally, and sometimes I really wonder externally. I would say it's one of the most immune boosting activities um, Let's just put it this way. When one of my previous podcast guests, Jeff Patterson, great podcast, about your big thing, um, found out I was going through a divorce with Deanna. Um, He really checked in with me, and he was like, what's one thing you can tell me that you're going to do every day that you can commit to doing every day that you know will be really good for you? I was like... That was pretty It was a pretty quick answer. It was like, my breathing, my breath set. And he's like, and I'm like, well, he held me accountable. Are you going to do it? And I'm like, yep, I'll do it. And this medicine is very powerful. And that's one of the videos on the emotional resilience training course. So I, if you're going to do one video to practice tomorrow morning, do that one. And then the rest of the content is really a golden thread of not only the book of breaking normal, but some special guests, um, including Timothy, um doing the exercises of the book on video. <laughs> it's wild. It's a wild ride. So I did it like it's really it's kind of crazy to give it away for free because that means anyone can download it. Uh oh. <laughs> that kind of scared me even more. Um Because money sometimes is a great creative constraint just to have people not only have some skin in the game, but maybe it filters out some of the, it filters out some of the like, those not the haters, but the parasites. Let's put it that way. I'm gonna say that nicely. So what I'm gonna do now that, when this pop, oh, okay. I'm going to probably, now that this Facebook is live, I'm gonna probably, it's only gonna be a Black Friday thing. And if you want it for free, um beyond if you're not watching this on facebook or beyond black friday just send me an instagram message or an email and i'll and just reference this and i'll be like yeah i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you but i'm realizing that having this creative constraint of giving it for free will maybe filter out some people that like i i'd rather not deal with it this time <laughs> wow okay that's good that's a good um a good kickoff to some of these polarizing topics. And anybody on the Facebook world out there, it does look like someone says something. Okay, hold on. I am going to be faithful and just read this question slash comment out loud. It looks like we got a lot of cool people on the Facebook. Um, Joshua Ferguson. Biden likely forgot a word or two while addressing a question on unfounded fraud allegations. Perhaps voter fraud prevention, voter fraud identification, or another term that signifies an election security process. Oh yeah, I agree with you. I definitely agree with that. I mean, there's other elements to explore as well, and I definitely agree with that. Thanks for um, partaking in this conversation, Joshua. Anyone else that wants to come on in, I have faith that you're supposed to be a part of this transmission because Davina could come down here at any moment if her and Gigi have a, uh, you know, like if Davina's ready for something new. Right now my mom is actually watching Davina and probably having one of the best times of her life. So I'm celebrating this moment with y'all. So I have on this whiteboard up here, mask mandates vaccines. Let me talk about that. We all say about the vaccine thing, first of all. When... uh, Deanna and I did a video, I think it's on her YouTube, it probably is still there about the topics like to vaccinate vaccinate or not or something like that. I thought I gave maybe one of my most politically correct and I wasn't even really trying to be that way. Maybe, let me put it, most objective. Objective expressions aiming to see things from all angles and simply report out loud what I've chosen to do. And in that case, for for instance, Davina has never had a vaccine. Let me put it that way. And um, we talked all about that. Deanna, I think, was a little bit more like really tell, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But, yes, people got extremely triggered by that video. I was like, oh, my goodness, I can talk about gods, I can talk about sex. I can talk about money. I can talk about all these things. But, shoo, vaccines. Woo! That's almost as bad. That's almost as intense as veganism, <laughs> and um, that was a, a, wow. It was a wow moment, and I think it's amazing when a light's that bright that it can create such a big shadow. By the way, so I think it was a very powerful topic. And what was most surprising? This is what was most surprising, and this is probably my most like relevant thing I have to say about vaccines was how many people privately messaged us with stories that were so scary about vaccines that they did not feel um, like they could share publicly. That was the most surprising part. I was shocked of how many people got mad, basically because I thought we just said what our choice was. <laughs> but what it, well, it was even more shocking or how many people confided in us, confided in us privately, privately, um, and sharing a story that I was like, oh my, oh, and I rarely say, oh my God, but oh my God, um, this is it must be a God thing that we talked about this. And yeah, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is maybe the issue with the vaccines are that maybe not everyone's really sharing their personal experience around what they know about vaccines or what, or what they experienced with vaccines or what their children may have experienced with vaccines. Maybe they don't feel there's a safe space to um, share that authentically. That's my main thing I would say.
0: All right, so that was interesting what Daniel was saying about the vaccines.
1: Um, one
0: thing that stood out to me that he said was that the people messaged him personally because they weren't, feel like they were safe to share it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing around vaccines and even censorship, which is kind of crazy. I know Facebook's had some stuff where they censor Google uh, anti vaccination kind of campaigns and things. And it's kind of crazy that, like, I guess I, I look at it as why is there so much people trying to censor one side or the other, pro or against? And for me, it's, it, you know, uh, personally, I, I chose not to vaccinate our kids. Um, I say that Macy had a few before we learn a little bit more about health and how the body works uh macy ended up having a few I when mean, she was really early on but Cruz never ended up having him from just what we learned about the body um but one thing i feel like is definitely true on this is there's so much polarization that's being created with this topic that like it's kind of like oh you don't vaccinate your kids i don't know if i want them around my kids sure. um, and that's what i'm afraid i hope it doesn't go to is you know that uh, that kind of you know you got to choose one way or the other and you're against each other because i feel like it's just a choice that each pair has and you know i think you know just because i chose not to vaccinate my kids someone else might choose what's right for them and that's their choice um, based on the information they know and what they think and overall i feel like it's just it's crazy of the polarization of, of the topic and why why do we have to censor one side or the other and it is crazy that they censor more of the anti-vaccination stuff sure so this kind of raises the red flags for me personally is like Why would they censor that? You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, what's being hidden on it. And there's a lot of unclarity around vaccinations and what they might be putting into them and mercury and all types of stuff that I feel like, you know, most of these things, um, you know, I I believe that if your body is healthy and you keep it, you know, healthy immune system and do the right things, that your body's going to naturally create the, you know, antibodies and, and, you know, all the different things in your body to fight these things off right and most of these vaccines that might have something from a long time ago i don't know how relevant they are today and, and for the trade-off of what else might be in them and the uncertainty around them to me and for our decision it was just like uh i don't think it's worth it but again i want to respect everyone's opinions on it i think that's the thing is like we all should be able to come to a place to where like you know get your best information you can and make your decision and you know don't polarize them with a person or <laughs> You know hate on another person because they made a different decision than you did
2: yeah thanks for sharing that man Hmm. how do you feel about these vaccinations
0: uh i was
3: vaccinated and to travel i had to get some vaccines to go to africa and to go to like india and southeast asia they wanted to i had to take a vaccine card with me and um i did not really think much about it and i now think interesting Our travel, this has come up the other day with you and me, Justin, our travel could be restricted more and more even because of the vaccines. And uh, what seems most topical to me is the COVID vaccine and how from now, I feel like I'm become an expert in vaccines because of how much we're discussing the COVID vaccine and how it typically takes one to two years for a vaccine to uh, come out. And now they've done it in six nine months, and uh, they're they're testing it on uh, the military. I think it's um, like at at will like they're not they're not mandating that the military has to take it, but they're they're starting to, to test it out there and. Um, who's making it and we can't, we can't like sue the vaccine companies and they're, they're protected in a way where it's like, it doesn't matter if we get hurt by them, they're completely, um, uh, protected in that way. So, uh, as far as the COVID vaccine, that's the only vaccine uh, that I'm thinking about, I'm open to, open to it. Although I've already had COVID tested positive for it. No, no big deal for me. Um, I would just want to see like tons of tests on it and like year or two uh, out before I, I think I would take that vaccine. And if they restrict my travel or if they take things away from me, that, um, you know, I accept that that
2: risk. Yeah, the big thing I want to say here to anybody listening this to this is the only people, I'm telling you right now, when it comes to children, when it comes to, you know, vaccinations as babies, when it comes to us for COVID, the only people who are going to be hurt by this are the most unhealthy among us. The three of us sitting in this room have nothing to worry about. If they inject us with the vaccine, I assure you that we're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Somebody with a compromised immune system might not be fine. So we know that the number one risk factor from death for death from COVID is poor metabolic health. We know this. We know that vitamin D deficiencies play, play a huge role. Very few people have significant vitamin D deficiencies without already having some level of metabolic dysfunction. Even when they say like, oh, this healthy person died from COVID. That's usually if it wasn't uh, someone that we see as extremely healthy, like twelve pack abs. It's probably a very overtrained athlete who also has a compromised immune system. One of the fastest ways to destroy your immune system is to overtrain, right? So we have all these things that people aren't considering. So we know that the the best thing we could do to get the country protected against another pandemic or another COVID type virus in the future is to fix their metabolic health. Now instead where we put all the billions of dollars is into making some kind of magic pill vaccine that you're going to give them. People are going to get hurt from this. They are going to die from it for sure. Not the three of us because we are healthy. You see what I mean? So we're sending the wrong message to the public right now. And it's the same with children. The reason that vaccinations and anybody who's confused as to whether or not vaccines are safe for children, just Google this. You can even censored Google will let you search for this shit. It's there's a, a fund, a special fund vaccine damage fund set up with billions of dollars in it. And they just pay out millions and millions and millions of dollars every single year to parents whose children's lives were destroyed by vaccines. Mm-hmm. This is very public. It's it's there, right? It needs to exist for a reason because they do cause harm. If we go back to the fifties and sixties when our parents were born, there was probably six shots total for their vaccinations. Fast forward to today, I think it's like 27 shots that they try to give the yeah, kid. and like. Lot. It's insane. Exactly. A whole long list. So the schedule is terrible. You're injecting multiple different antigens. And that's the thing to talk about right now, too. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the reason why the vaccines happen so quickly is the vaccinations we have right now for COVID have never existed before. They don't work like the other vaccinations. Previous vaccinations were actually taking an antigen Well, they were creating antigens by injecting the virus into you. So they're taking the dead virus from like chicken cells or whatever, right? And they're injecting it in you and letting the body mount its own immune response. Now an autoimmune response is the body attacking itself. So people with autoimmune conditions, this is a very dangerous way to try to protect yourself by injecting a virus into you when you have a shit immune system. So this new like mRNA, the mRNA I think is Moderna. The RNA vaccine is from Pfizer. What they're doing is actually taking RNA. This is coding. It's like teaching your body to code its own antigen. So they're injecting essentially instructions that teach the cells of the body to produce antigens for the virus. So it's just, you literally, you can ship this around the world. Like you can tell labs, like here's the code for RNA that you need to create. So we don't need to ship vaccines all over the place, which is why this is so incredible. I mean, it's it's a modern miracle. Like the technological advancement is is staggeringly awesome. Like it's really, really cool. I was really concerned about it at first and I, I think it's really cool what they've done. It's it's an amazing feat. Um, So again, guys like you and I, we're really not going to have problems with this. Steven and I have both tested positive for COVID and got over it rather easily. We think Matt probably had it at some point. (laughs) So again, it's just this thing where like, there is so much mass confusion here. There are people saying, well, my mom and dad are overweight and they have type two diabetes and my grandma has a compromised immune system and my brother has a compromised immune system. So fuck you if you don't want vaccines, that means Mm -hmm. you hate my family and you want them to die. And I'm like, No. no, 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 no. I don't think you understand how catastrophic it could be for your compromised family members to get this vaccine, particularly if it was an old school vaccine where they're actually injecting the virus in you. So at the end of the day, the answer is still, you gotta get healthy. Yeah. You have to get metabolically healthy. And if there were ever, if there were any other species, this is gonna be real hard. Everybody listening right now, this is gonna trigger the shit out of you. And I apologize. It's very, I'm just gonna be straightforward here. I love humans. They're my favorite creation of all time. I love the people in my life who are unhealthy. I don't want this to happen to anybody. But if this were any other species except human beings, we would go, oh, this is natural selection. Yeah. It's simply nature thinning the herd. The weakest among us are dying. And I don't mean that to be heartless. Like if, you're, if your grandma died from COVID, like I, it makes me want to cry. I don't want that to happen to anybody. But it's like we've gotten ourselves to a point where the human species is sicker than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And you know who we have to thank for that is big pharma and big food mm-hmm. and marketing companies. That's it. It's not your fault that you're compromised. But we have gotten to a point where the herd is so sick that nature has just kind of stepped in and it's almost doing these freaking like, it's like mercy killings at this point. You know what I mean? If you have like type 2 diabetes and you're 250 pounds overweight and you have an autoimmune condition and all of a sudden you get COVID and die, like, is it COVID that killed you? Technically, but you were on death's doorstep. You really were. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know how I'm, I like really apologize that's making anybody feel emotional, but it's, it just sucks. And you guys know that I've worked with over 2,500 clients and I work every single day of my fucking life to get people as healthy as possible because I'm passionate about it. So I don't want anybody to die either, but I'm just saying this because we're taking an ass-backwards approach to this.
0: Yeah, yeah. like I said in the, um, about the Biden and the politics and the news, if, you're, if you focus on that energy, it's what you draw in too. <clears throat> and focusing on the vaccine and the virus itself and all those things, I feel like I, I try to choose to focus on how do I keep my body healthy? Yeah. Because my body healthy is gonna fight mm-hmm. off any number of things it comes into contact with at all times. And it, at every time it does that, you actually create um, a stronger and stronger and stronger immune system, so that it can just keep up leveling up. And I really feel like that's the way to true health. Um, not to say that there might not be emergency, you know, medical interventions that are going to be saving to you at certain points, because you know, like you said, the medical advancements are crazy and what mm-hmm. they're doing. I just think relying on always those medical re- advancements to help, you know, save you from this thing or take, you know. Uh, stop preventing from one disease or another, I feel like the best thing to do is focus on what you can control, and that's making your body the healthiest possible, and it'll do the work itself. Yeah, that's what the
3: body does. It protects and heals itself, so give it the best chance at doing that, not relying on um, the pharmaceuticals, the, the vaccines. Like, your body has been doing this for, bodies have been doing this for a long time, way before big pharma and big
2: food existed. Yeah, and it's important to remember too that the big thing here is why is there a new flu vaccine every year? Because the viruses mutate and then they are now not susceptible to the previous vaccination. So for anyone listening to this, if you think a vaccine for COVID is the answer, then just think about it. If you are one of these people who is significantly obese, you're dealing with multiple autoimmune conditions, maybe you're a type two diabetic and you have a vitamin D deficiency, sure, we might be able to give you an RNA vaccination and you're safe from COVID. Then next year, some new scary global pandemic virus pops up that we don't have a vaccine for. Guess what? You're stuck in your house again for nine months, and you're stuck wearing masks Mm -hmm. out in public because you didn't fix the root problem. The root problem is you are an unhealthy person, and you are very susceptible to, like, I always, uh, I I laugh in my podcast because I call COVID a bitch-ass virus. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is a bitch-ass virus. I had it. You know, no big deal, right? Mm-hmm. These should be bitch ass viruses that every human body can just handle no problem. So it's what happens every single time a new virus pops up, we go on economic lockdowns and millions of people die from starvation and lo- losing their jobs. Like we're gonna do this every time just cause we can't get people to give up fast food and hydrogenated vegetable oils and soda. And we can't get them to go for walks outside once a day. That's why we're gonna do this. You know, it's staggering. But
1: anyway, I'll, I could rant on it's that all day. <laughs> All right. What's the next topic? (laughs) Um, And for myself, like I said, we Davina doesn't have any vaccines, and I've never gotten a flu shot. I was vaccinated, not by my choice. I was vaccinated at certain ages, just like I was circumcised, not by my choice, but not by my choice, like consciously in this lifetime. Maybe there's um, a bigger reason, for instance, like why I was circumcised. Maybe Uh, because so I can speak about it and share my opinions on it and share how I think the the normal thing that's going on around that is absolutely absurd and deserves to be changed fast. Like there's social norms that are going on right now that are wild. I'm not saying an all or none dogma, but if you want to get my fuller thoughts around (laughs) circumcision, I've definitely, I actually interviewed the, uh, founder, or the the guy that created that American circumcision, Brendan Moth. It's a great podcast. So the vaccines, uh, let me, a few stories, mostly revolved around like once a kid, like a very young kid got their first vaccine, something seemed to shift within them in a way that the parent was very scared about. And then they shared that privately with us. That's like the golden thread of what I heard. Um, I think the free flu shot thing is v- absurd as well. Um, I'm not saying that. Don't get the flu shot. I'm not saying that. Um, and I think that brings me to the topic. It's like I, you're, I believe what you believe. <laughs> like what you believe to be true was true for you. It's as simple as that. And I'm not trying to fight that too much. Um, and that's like to involve the law or not to involve the law. that's kind of how I look at laws. I do think laws are um, like people that think they should follow the laws should follow the laws. So if you think you should wear and, I, and I'm not trying to shoot on you, but if you are shooting on yourself, like if you think you should wear a mask, I think you should. Um, if I was gonna make like a, as a poll, like if I was making laws and stuff, I'd be like, it would be really fun if people were aware of themselves enough to know that if they felt a little off, especially with any of the symptoms that go along with the C word, um, and you feel like you want to or need to, to go out in public because you are a human with your own free choice, maybe wearing a very effective mask is a great idea. So, for instance, let me make that more literal. If you are have a sore throat right now, and you believe that you need to go to the grocery store for your kids or something, and you don't see a way around it, maybe find out what's the best mask for you to wear and aim to spread as least germs as possible around. Well, I think that's pretty logical. That wouldn't, wouldn't that be a good like idea? Like imagine if the news said that, instead of aiming to, instead of telling people to uh, always wear a mask wherever they go and don't uh, have, like don't gather, d- quarantine yourself, isolate yourself, uh, do what is arguably the most f- cruel form of punishment known as in the jail, known as isolation. <laughs> And I do think most prisons in the free world are self-imposed in the sense that like, if you look symbolically, if you look at the uh, cover of the book Breaking Normal, there's a guy with this, just like a sad face, not even a sad face, just like a, it's an interesting face. It's beyond sad. It's below sad. Um, with the, in, in a jail, with the keys on the tip of his nose, but it's so long from lying that it's unreachable. So I think all this polarization between from Black Lives Matters to mask to Biden versus Trump, there's a reason that there's a polarity. These are very polarizing things, on purpose, it seems. And maybe, maybe competition is cooperation. Maybe there are two sides of the coin. Maybe there is a day and a night. Maybe there is a positive and negative to a battery. Maybe there is a life and a death. Like, these all seem to be real realities. So what I'm saying is we can transcend the groupthink. We can disagree with one another and still love one another. We can still be on different teams and team up. Yeah, so I don't know. Are we coming to some sort of civil war? It seems like people are really divided. And what I see is like, well, that's classic divide and conquer strategy. But if you want to control a group of people, put them against each other. So I think we're in a, this opportunity and history to truly team up on what matters, like what's even beyond blood and bones and weapons. And that's like that an idea that unifies us. And I believe that's heart sync. I believe that's when I feel connected and, and community with my tribe, regardless of what's being said or what's not being said. I, I can get caught up in that I can get caught up in that for fun. And I, especially if I can realize that sometimes competition is cooperation. And that in reality, there's something much bigger, and that's what beats my heart. There's something much bigger than the split mind, literally, you know, left, right, two hemispheres. There's something bigger than that, and that's something that beats my heart in a, um, it's a paradoxically, literally, it's smaller. And metaphorically, it's bigger. <laughs> it's like, what does beat the heart? I know we could talk about, like, potassium and... <laughs> like the literal biological effect of it, but like what beats the heart of the earth? And this is cool that, that from the human heart that's like split directly into four quadrants and that's why I wanna celebrate the energy collective with us maybe playing around with the archetypes of teaming up um, with embodying the king, warrior, lover, and magician and realizing like the positive and negative sides or the light and the dark of those sides uh, together out loud. I love that, I love doing that with y'all. I love doing this with y'all. Oh, I'll I'll end it on this, I'll end it on this. And if anyone here on Facebook has any questions, please ask now, because this might be coming to somewhat of a conclusion. But I titled it, you know, to involve the law or not to involve the law. And that's a question um, that, you know, we can all ask ourselves about a mask and potential vaccine rollouts or whatever. but in my scenario, personally, it's somewhat revolved. And maybe because I've been studying a lot because, like, the, you know, all kinds of things with I'm, the project I'm working on. Um, but I, the video, the Om Daddy video, the video, the, the, my art that I arguably, like, it looks like I put the least amount of effort into that has by far impacted the most amount of people the Ohm Daddy videos uh, where Davina goes from like screaming to sleeping and like 30 seconds, or 40 seconds from one ohm have probably been viewed over a billion times. I don't even know, hundreds of million times. But there's been a thing, especially as of late, people are re-uploading it again. It goes in waves. There's waves I'm talking about, man, surfing the subconscious. Got to check out today's episode that was released today with Stephanie Kwong. And especially with all the crypto and all the waves of life going on right now, you got to check out this idea the metaphor of surfing but um right now the it seems like the om is hitting a peak of virility again and there's a lot of companies out there that are basically just taking it uh potentially not or i'm gonna put this in the past they have been taking it and they or they took it they just took the video they just took it and re-uploaded it, sometimes put their own branding on it or their own hashtag or their own handle and sometimes put, like, comments, like, um, advertising for their business with their phone numbers. And (laughs) I've had a plethora, like, plenty of people come, like, licensing companies specifically where they will um, share a profit model with me, a revenue model with me. And they'll scour the internet for anyone that's using it that's not has does, that doesn't have permission to use it and ask them to take it down and/ or pay money to me and them which they would take a, a share of um, and I' and I oh and or sell it to bigger companies and take a share of and I have decided not to do that. Um, I decided not to do that in the beginning because I didn't... There are some amazing people that share the video. I remember like Marianne Williamson shared the video. Um, And it was shared. It was like shared from my page. Like what a beautiful tool and opportunity we have to like share ideas faster than ever, which can also create a huge shadow, by the way, especially when stuff is censored. Um, But in the meantime... So I love that. I love that Marianne Williamson can share my video from my Facebook page and make a post about that. That's and Charlie Sheen and all these epic people. And that's like so cool. But what about these people that are doing what they're doing? So um, (laughs) I'm I guess I'm coming to a situation. Do I want to involve the law or not? Because there's even people like, I'm going to call someone out here. I'm going to call someone out because I want to ask some questions to you. If you can answer me, because maybe I'm not sure how else to get in touch with you directly. But like Jay Shetty, for instance, I think he pretty much took my video. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was obviously me. It's <laughs> one of the Um Daddy videos that was actually rebranded in a cool way from, I think, um, a news channel, for instance, that had my permission. And just put it right directly on his um, Instagram there and didn't tag me or anything. And I, it seems like, wow, he and many other influencers have seemingly just taken my videos and sort of rebranded them for their own purposes (laughs) without giving credit to the creator of that content. And that's brought up a lot of questions for me. So I'd be very curious what y'all think. Justin, um, Matt, Steven, and anyone else that's watching this. I also say this under the context that, like, I talked to someone that was very one of the smartest people I know, and he's he's an attorney (laughs) recently, and he has his own thing going on, and he was alluding to the idea that, like, man, if I ever started, if he ever started his own practice, he would want to start by suing um, some of these. I'm not going to say which names, but huge um, social media channels for exploiting. Content like creation art for exploiting art and the creator of these art, um, yeah, that's and he, and he made a really good case, and I was like, whoa, because for instance, like that Ohm Daddy video, I love, I love that it's out there, and I love that it's still going viral, and I love when people, I think, share it in a congruent way, in like a synergistic way, rather than like a stealing type of way. And um, that's awesome. That's amazing. It feels like the universal resonance. Like, oh, it really is. It's the universal <laughs> resonance. But when I this other the shadow side of that stuff happens, I'm like, is this why law exists? So I want us to all ask that. With all these different things, like to protest or not to protest, wear a mask, not to wear a mask, to vaccinate or not to vaccinate, uh, the law, the law, what is it to you? Maybe you really dive into that. And I want to hear from Matt and Steven. I'm getting texts from my mom. I so appreciate everyone from being here, it's time for me to transition to the next awesome breaking normal reality. Okay, so Daniel's talking a lot
2: about, uh, basically, he titled this video, I think, uh, involved to involve the law or not involve the law or something along those lines. Um, and basically, I mean, we just chatted about vaccinations, and now he's talking about mask mandates. So. It's interesting. I can't remember if we talked about this, you and I, Stephen, one day in the house, but um, I know that Megan and I discussed it. We were talking about there are already airlines saying that without vaccination papers, like you will not be able to travel on those airlines. So this stuff is going to start happening, I think. And again, it's, it's really sad because for those of us that are super strong immune systems and metabolically healthy, if you tell me that I can go back to Thailand and Norway and Croatia and all the places I love to travel to by getting this vaccine, I'm going to do it. Like I I will. And I think that will surprise some people because they think I would be anti-vax or something, but I know that thing's not going to harm me. So I'm not particularly scared of it. Uh, It'll be problematic for people who are compromised. Then we have the mask mandate thing. Um, the fact that there really are mandates. I mean, you can't walk into buildings and all these things. I, I forgot a mask when I went to the Toyota dealership yesterday. And, um, I don't know what it was about this. I just was frustrated. I didn't want to go somewhere and buy one. And I was right there. And I literally just had to drop off a title for this guy. So I just walked in like I own the place. And every single person in there was staring at me. And not one person said anything to me. I don't know if I intimidated them or what the deal was because I just walked in very confidently. But I'm just like, this is madness, you know? So um, my good friend, Dr. Anthony J., brilliant doctor, he's a PhD uh, in biochemistry. He was a virologist for the US government for 10 years. He makes viruses in labs, That's what he does. And he put out this proposal where he just said, look, we know that all of the randomized control trials for masks show that masks don't work. There's over 12 randomized control trials showing this. The only ones that even remotely work are the super fancy N95 masks, these like super medical grade masks. So he's like, instead of doing like trillion dollar bailout packages, why don't we just choose the most metabolically unhealthy, which is 88% of the population has metabolic dysfunction, and just ship 195 masks to every one of their households? It would have been way cheaper than the entire stimulus package. And then those of us who are metabolically healthy, we get to choose, do we wanna wear a mask? Do we not wear a mask? We go out in public, et cetera. But those at the highest risk they can choose to stay home or they can choose to go out in public. And if they can't work, maybe we should help them with some kind of stimulus relief or anything. But to just quarantine an entire population is, is madness. And I, I really don't know what the answer is for, for mandates, but I, I think it's uh, it's pretty crazy. I, I think it's um, quite hilarious and hypocritical to me that like all through the Trump presidency, people that hate Trump were just like, he's a dictator. And now you have, like, all the governors in the bluest states across the country just, like, if you do not wear a mask, you will be penalized. They're talking about literally, like, turning off your electricity and yeah. stuff. Like, if you yeah. don't wear a mask. Put you in like, jail. Oh. Yeah, put you in jail. Like, talk about dictatorship. So, anyway, that's my rant. <laughs> How are you guys feeling? Good.
0: Good.
3: And I don't even know what the state of the mask is. Is it state to state? Is it federal? There is no... Um, Like you have to wear the N95. I went and got my hair cut yesterday at the the place. All the women were wearing like the masks that were the thinnest and they were showing them off. They're like, hey, here's how we're getting our loophole." It was was, was like... There's a bunch of holes in it when you held it up to the light but when it's not up to the light it looked like it looked like a mask so there it's like well what type of mask can i just put a a scarf around my face and 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 that counts so i don't it's an
0: interesting mask yeah
3: right (laughs) it's just like hey are you making the uh, like the minimal effort that's like oh okay like socially that that's okay but from a like what is required businesses require, like you go in the grocery store, you go in the Toyota dealership. I get that. I respect if that's what the business wants. But from a like a, a state, local, federal government standpoint, I, I don't even know what the rules are.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. It's it's I, For me, if I understand, I don't know if there's any federal mandates going on right now. I think it is state by state of like, mm. you know, and maybe even county by county in some places, like of what they're mandating. Um, but it's, it's just kind of interesting to me that um these mandates are i feel like if the free market were just to like progress like normal you know naturally if this thing were to come out and there was no like shutdowns or anything like that i think that businesses would have naturally like some would say we're no mask grocery store don't, yeah don't worry about it. if you're healthy come shop here we don't have mask um, and then there's going to be grocery stores that'll stand up and be like we cater to the immune compromised the elderly the sick um and come here we're only doing masks and we're going to do it and i feel like then at least the free market would be able to drive people's decisions but Mm -hmm. instead we did a huge economic stimulus package that affected everybody and a lot of small businesses to shut down and trying to come back and online when everything's changed now it's just like been been terrible so i feel like you know personally it wasn't um, I, I don't like when the government steps in and tries to control what the free market should or shouldn't do with, you know, their freedoms. And I, I feel like, you know, definitely businesses would have stepped up and would have said, like, we're, we're catering just to mass people uh, or you know, to make sure that the people that are elderly are more at risk and then you know, for the rest of us that I think a lot of people now that I've, you know, around this house as well as people I know that have gotten COVID, um, that are healthy, they got over it like that. It was milder than most colds that they face every single year mm-hmm. um but it got so much of a response which was weird <laughs> yeah you're really looking at it of you know like shutting everything down and then the stimulus that came off it and the, the wave effects that have happened from you know businesses closing down a lot of small businesses affected after that that it really is kind of it was sad i feel like overall like it was a way of a reaction and you know, I feel like everyone should have their freedom if they want to wear their mask or not want to wear their mask, right? Mm-hmm. And if, if you're, instead of a mandate, if, you know, if a place is choosing people, or like letting people not wear their mask, you know, and the business decides that, well, then people don't have to go to that business anymore. Sure. You know? And if that, you know, and then most of them are pretty much doing the options for delivery and things like that anyways, that could have still been accomplished. But yeah, I feel like they overly drew that out and it really kind of hurt the overall a lot of different things and set some different precedents of how we're going to, you know, handle viruses coming in the future
2: too that are different. Yeah. So I just hope it doesn't continue on on that route. I love that free market idea. That's a great idea. It's just just let the businesses choose. And it is, it's state to state, like we we're talking about. It's not federal because like Florida, they're doing whatever they want. Like full yeah, NFL that's stadiums. It's so Florida. It's yeah. so Florida. They're, just, they're doing whatever the hell they want. But it, it really is madness because you touched on something with the regulation as well. As Rob Wolf talked about this in the podcast. He was like, listen, guys, there are ridiculously strict regulations for hairnets. Like if you work in a restaurant, you the, the hairnet has to have a specific amount of space in between the holes in the net and it must be worn a certain way and the whole ponytail must be covered. Like, We have regulations for hairnets and food. And now all of a sudden you got people walking around with like literally like crocheted face masks. Yeah. And you're like, it's the most anti-scientific thing you could ever imagine. Like it is so anti-science, it's not even funny. And then uh, uh, Dr. Anthony J. again, he shared a, a meme on his Instagram the other day where it was literally a college sports marching band, like their, their whole marching band, with, they had cloth masks on that matched the school's colors. And then they just cut holes out of the middle of the mask so they could play their saxophones and tubas <laughs> and trumpets and wind instruments. So you're just like, we are now the laughing stock of all species. Yeah. This is the dumbest shit you could possibly imagine like this is just I mean, talk about natural selection. Like if you think wearing a mask with a hole cut in it to blow air into your reed instrument is somehow stopping the spread of covid. I mean, I don't know how you tie your shoes in the morning. Like it's yeah. just it's it's madness at this point. So well, I, I think the <laughs> mandates are insane. It's just insane.
0: Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but if I'm I, I can tell from wearing my mask, and I don't wear it unless I just absolutely have to. Going in place, but it definitely starts to like you know you're breathing into it constantly. Yeah, you just ate. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's got like this nasty. (laughs) And even watching it, you know what I mean, to changing it, it's just like I don't like just breathing in my own air. I'm sure there's some scientific, you know, research behind that of like not to just breathe in your own air as well. So I just wonder too. It's like how much are these helping? Because I see people like in their cars wearing them, in their houses. I've heard wearing them, and it's like. I don't know how healthy that is for you to continually breathe no. in your air especially from what you're eating and stuff like that it's just trapped in there not to mention it's just kind of stinky and not not the best thing to do. No. Yeah. I worked
3: at uh, farmers markets this summer. Very fortunate that the markets were open and there's a lot of mandates that the that the tents were farther apart and that we had to wear a mask. So I'd be speaking for like 6 hours straight wearing a mask and I could feel it. I'd have to take like big inhales to like catch my breath. Like I could not breathe the whole time that I was there. And as a small business, Matt, you, you touched on, it's like kind of scary that these small business businesses can just be shut down. As a small business where I manufacture my own products within a commercial kitchen here in Boulder, Colorado, where there's eight other small businesses, uh, we're all very careful. We all uh, wear masks and gloves, and uh, change our clothes coming in and out of the facility. Because if two people in the facility get COVID, they shut the whole facility down, meaning they shut down eight businesses. Yeah. So it's like, okay, there's there's a yeah. lot at uh, at to to risk to lose as a small business.
0: Yeah, that's it's crazy. And, and once you shut down all that, then you don't have any business coming in, right? And it's just like, how can it's just weird that someone can come and make you shut down, and then that's like your livelihood. Yeah. You know, overall. And the stimulus packages are all over anyways. And mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think we should do any more. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to hurt us long term. Yeah. But, you know, like it sucks because people that are like, oh, two people got it, you know, COVID in the manufacturing facility and therefore it shut all 10 businesses down to where they can't make their products, can't sell their products and can't open their business for, you know, 14 days, 30 days or whatever that is. And the thing is, is customers don't always come back. They found something else or yeah, they, yeah. you know, and it's really pushing, I think, more and more people towards online and Amazon's getting humongous and massive with this, Absolutely. which is kind of scary too, that there's that big of a company growing um, that is controlling pretty much the supply of all products. Yeah, um, And so it's kind of forcing a lot of people in
2: those ways too, which is, I don't feel like right as well. You'll, you'll know this too, because of your history. Um, I. I can't even count the number of gym owners I know that have gone completely under. They've closed, mm. closed their gyms completely. And that's because in the beginning, you had literally mm. liquor stores and smoke shops were considered essential. These were essential businesses that got to stay open and gyms were closed. Ha I mean, I yeah. can't even wrap my head around that. Yeah. But <laughs> lots of mom and pop gym owners lost their companies. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of them uh, did as well. And it's
0: just because they, they try to go to online formats and stuff, but it's not near the same.
2: No. Um, and it's just hard
0: to... Yeah. It's hard to keep alive. And then even then, like, you know, the yoga ones that I was went to, they had to wear masks. And I haven't been back to a gym mm-hmm. since Same. COVID. I used to go and to yoga to go all the time six
3: days it. a week and yeah. now I haven't been in six months. Yeah. Wow. Me as well.
2: Yeah. I trained jujitsu for the first time here yesterday in Boulder. And uh, I will say about that, I mean, jujitsu, anyone who's rolled jujitsu, it's incredibly taxing. And I've never trained jujitsu at this elevation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you wear a mask the whole time. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I was five. We started with like takedown drills, which are like quite easy for me. And five minutes in, I was like, I, I, all, both of my hands just desperately wanted to pull this thing off my face so I could breathe. I was just like, why can I not breathe? This is insane. Like, I'm in really good shape. You know, I was like, I felt like a 400 pound person. I was just (laughs) like, I need to get this thing off my face right now. It was like, it was just really unpleasant, you know? Yeah. Sucked. It does.
1: All right. Uh, keep breaking normal y'all if you're watching the Facebook remember that I think you can just click on that emotional resilience training and download it for free and for the podcast people just uh, direct message me if you want that coupon because I'm going to probably take that down I'm going to tell my producer of that course right now to take that down at midnight uh, Pacific Standard Time Um, and that is because a true warrior knows not all battles are worth it peace in Okay, firstly, I want to celebrate how fun this podcast is, listening to their commentary and then getting the om- opportunity to give a final word for this specific episode, this microdose of Breaking normal. And Justin, you, I think you were talking about I was confused about probiotics and antibiotics. I, re- I wasn't, but I definitely didn't clarify enough. Basically, when my grandma was in this situation, my Mima who lived to 100, uh, 100 years in about five days. She transitioned to the heaven, I guess the more heavenly realm, wow, as I'm recording this, our podcast producer asked me if I'm sending an intro <laughs> this like the rest of the episode, and I'm recording it while i'm doing it. That's cool. Let's celebrate the sake of synchronicity right there um but anyways, while she was in that situation of having c diff and Justin, it's amazing how much you know about this wow um. She was offered an antibiotic of sorts. If I'm not mistaken, it costs about a $1,000 a pill. And I don't know which antibiotic that was. It was like the one that might be able to work with the C. diff situation and or there is this idea of fecal transplants. And wow, I love y'all's stokedness on it. Um, I was thinking the good brand name. I know we're giving away a lot here. <laughs> good, good. Ideas, money, manure are meant to be shared strategically not hoarded. That's when they become a problem. So why not, why don't we call the product Shakaka? (laughs) Shakaka. And on the note of clarifying things, the Biden blender that I was alluding to was more because I understood right away that this was just the other side using propaganda against him. But it was just so hilarious, taken out of context. I just wanted to honor whoever. (laughs) I mean, I was just like, oh, my goodness, you know that's going to be used. And it is being used. And it was funny. But I totally agree. The danger of taking a snippet out of context and then using that to defile someone else is a big issue. Um, but at th- th- this time it was so effective, it gave it was like a cosmic comedy of sorts. So I wanted to celebrate that as well. And Matt brings up a very Im- intriguing point about the rocks poop, <laughs> and thinking about like who is your top choice for Shikaka? And I would love to know. I would love for y'all to leave a comment on the iTunes Apple review section and or. Instagram message me, but who would be your top, like your dream poop donor, a.k.a. your dream shakaka donor. And wow, I listened to the commentary on the vaccines and I am in awe of the company that I'm conscious to keep because that was definitely coherent with the evolution in my consciousness around the topic. So thank you all so much for that. The one thing I want to add is that I was extremely humbled by all of the C-word symptoms around um, early to mid-December in a way that I would definitely not call it a bitch-ass virus if that's what I had I um, intend on including the whole story around that and the afterword of Breaking Normal, which will be probably simultaneously released around the time that Tribe Vitamins is on Amazon. But basically, I got rocked. And I did take Motrin, which may be a no-no if you caught the C word. I think if you caught the C word, you want to listen to the podcast I did with my dad, like the hero's journey home. If you need the direct link, let me know. Maybe we can, can include that with the show notes and the direct link to the Viome because I realized what I said, viome.com slash breaking normal might not be accurate. It might be actually a unique URL you get to click on and I think you'll get the best discount they have offered to the public. So, I mean, getting paid like getting paid to poop, Let's talk about that again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got rocked. I got rocked with the whole symptom. I mean, it, the thing was the C word wasn't around then. The virus of the mind in the form of a meme known as Corona or COVID nineteen. Like remember nineteen December nineteenth two thousand nineteen 2019 in Boulder. I've never seen so many healthy people get sick, including myself. And our world's rocked, and having no context to call it what people call it today or testing or any of that capitalism mixed with, um, the health systems kind of stuff. So I, I, would never want to undermine. And I love how bold y'all were with expressing your opinions about this whole sincere situation that we find ourselves in collectively and individually. And the the fact that y'all both caught the C word and, um It's really profound to tune into that. So I trust people are as stoked as I am. And if you are, remember, leave a comment ASAP on the Apple iTunes. (laughs) I have a lot of free gifts to give away. It's amazing how many people I've partnered with recently that has like, whether it's micro teas or other dietary supplements that I have to gift to people. So maybe we can do something like, send me a screenshot of your um, iTunes review about your dream poop donor and Instagram. And I'm pretty sure I can hook you up with something super special. All right. Let me listen to this. I think they have one more commentary. I'm stoked to hear it. Y'all are awesome. I love my tribe. Yeah. Well, I listened to the rest and you guys are awesome. Keep breaking normal.